from the Kramer Basketball Headquarters in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You are listening to the Coach's Edge podcast, powered by Coach. Here is your host, Steve Kramer. Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast. This time of year, I'd like to give you an update on our youth basketball league and what that entails because there's other youth basketball basketball, excuse me, leagues going on around the country with the programs that we work with and those that are listeners. And maybe you can pick up a tidbit and apply this to your youth basketball program that you're running, whether that's community league, rec league, school league, house league, whatever that might look like. And if there's some good uh, things that have worked for you, please send them over because I'd love to hear. So hit me up. Uh, at Kramer B-Ball on Twitter. So we're running a youth basketball league. It's four grades, first through fourth grade. Uh, We'll divide up into teams and age groups based on, uh, but that's our our age range for this youth basketball league. It's a three-on-three league. The main emphasis is teaching, development, and fun. And those are the three things that we are trying to reinforce to our players and to our parents on a consistent basis. So next week, we will have a player and parent meeting, and I have a handout, and that's in the very first paragraph in all caps, what our goals are. And then I also put on that handout to all of our parents to see the focus is not winning. The focus is not winning. The emphasis is not winning. Will we keep score? Yes. Will there be a winner and a loser? Yes. Are we promoting competition? Yes. I love to compete. But if you are looking for a basketball league, and I will tell this on on the first day, and I'm saying this in my emails, if you are looking for a youth basketball league that gives out a trophy and cares more about the winning championship team than anything else, they should join another league. And I'm very open, and I say that. And I, and I say, if you want that, join another league. And then I, I say, but if you want your kids to enjoy basketball, and I promise you, get better, then you should join our league. Because we're going to have a great time, and your players will. If they're showing up, they will be better when our six-week program is complete. I can promise you that, all right? So that's kind of how we'll break down our first parents meeting, which starts next week. And then we'll go into our rules. And that's the big thing with this episode. I want to share with you some of the rules that we have for how we run three on three, because it's not really FIBA three on three. It's not your check the basketball up, you know, Gus Macker, Red Hacker style three on three. It's a little bit of a hybrid. And so I want to give you the main points of emphasis for our three on three league. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. This is something that every single winter with our youth basketball program, we make a couple tweaks. And so I think every winter, the the league itself gets better. One to just touch on three on three real real quick is development, man. It's development. So if we want, you know, 12 players to be on the court instead of 10, three on three is your answer. I actually play three on three on both sides uh, of the gym. So we get more players playing at once. So that's a, that's a big one. There's a lot more space to work with. So that's better for development. Kids get more touches in three on three compared to getting five on five. Some kids barely even touch the basketball. And then obviously it's it's half court. 
And if I've, you know, the youth basketball that I've seen, they spend more time exchanging going up and down the court than they do actually playing, you know, trying to score, trying to play defense. They're just running up and down. One kid dribbles off his foot. The other kid dribbles, dribbles off his foot. And the kids aren't really playing on either end. They're just exchanging from one side to the other. And so being able to play half court is a big benefit because they're, they're always on offense, defense. And because of this, the kid who's faster doesn't have as much of an advantage. And we save a lot of time because in this game, it's so much faster in the sense that kids are always on. They're always on defense. They're always on offense. Youth basketball, full court. And even at, at older levels, there's a time where they're not really playing. They're just switching sides of the hoop, right? There was this possession. Okay, we were on offense. We go down to the other end. You know, there's kind of this period where you don't have to be as focused. You Don't get me wrong. You should be focused. But you don't have to be as much as half court. If you make a mistake, even at the a young level for you know a second, it's over. You might give up uh, an open shot because you should have been playing defense and know where your matchup was. So I'm all for three on three. If you've listened to our podcast for the past couple of years, we've done a bunch of episodes on playing three on three. So, you know, that, so that's big. Here's another thing why people don't necessarily like our basketball league, but why some people love it. We don't have the same teams for all six weeks of the program. The kids are on different teams every single week. I have reversible practice jerseys. Because one thing, kids will forget their jerseys. So we're just keeping them, right? So the the kids come in. I have the roster. I have what the teams are going to be that week. We have reversible jerseys. We give those jerseys to the kids. One's light, one's dark. We play that game. When the game's over, everybody gives their jersey back to me. I wash it. I'll bring it back next week. All right. So kids don't have to worry about losing it, forgetting it, all that stuff. I got you. Okay. So that's that's a big piece too. The parents... You get upset. You know, how do I know if my my teams, you know, we got different players and, you know, we, we got good team this time. We had bad team. This time. Yeah, that's the point. Right. Because I don't want you playing with the same players the whole time. I want you to learn to play with with other people. And I don't necessarily want one one team to go 0 and 6 and the other team to go 6 and 0. I want everybody to experience what it's like to win and lose. And one of the ways that I can do that is changing up the teams every single time. And after some explanation, you know, most play, uh, parents would would agree. And don't get me wrong, we had a couple parents last year who, after the parent, meet, parent meeting, they decided they didn't want to be a part of that, right? And they bounced. And that's probably best for them. And it's, it's, it's best for us because, you know, we are all in on player development, on having fun and not emphasizing, does your team have the best record after six weeks? So that's a big part. I change the teams every single week. I have the jerseys. We teach man-to-man defense, okay? No zone. And there's a couple uh, guidelines and ways that that will help. Now, last year, the the rule that we had is the if you're not guarding the ball, you can – I have a big tweak that's this year that we didn't do last year we kind of did towards the end of last year. I think you're going to like it, but I'll get to that in a second. The thing with defense, there's some leagues that will say, okay, we're teaching man to man, but everybody has to stay in the paint. Well, kind of like you're playing zone, but it's 
you're saying it's man to man. I guess it's a little bit better because you're still teaching your matchup. Um, but to me, it's still somewhat like you're playing zone, right? So the defense, if you're guarding the ball, you can't go outside the three-point line. So if somebody's dribbling the ball outside the three-point line, defender can't go out and get them. They need to stay inside the three-point line. All right. So we will reinforce that. And then the other thing that we're trying to reinforce is if you're not guarding the ball, you do have a foot in the paint. This is, if you've watched use basketball, this is extremely difficult to enforce. All right. And so it's, it's something that I'm still trying to figure out. I know last year, it's not something that like we'll blow the whistle and stop the game and reset it. It's more of a, Hey, we're trying to remind the kids, Hey, get back in, you know, get into the paint, get into the paint, which, I mean, this is what a high school coach wants, right? For the most part, you want your kids in help side defense, protecting the basket. And so even though it might be over-exaggerating, depending on where the player they're guarding is on the court, it, it tunes up pretty good to development at an older level as far as teaching one and two pass away off-ball defense. So I, I, I like the concept of the defense can go out and get the ball, but not outside the three-point line. Off-ball defenders, they got to have a foot in the paint. A lot of coaches teach some of that stuff at the older levels anyway. So I, I think we're complementing what older high school coaches would appreciate. Now at the young levels, you know, again, th this goes all the way down to first grade. Kids will forget who they're guarding, right? Because if there's three of us in a white Jersey, there's three kids in a dark Jersey. I might forget which one in the dark Jersey I'm guarding. And so we've added something this past season that was big and that was giving each kid on a team, a colored wristband, a different color. So if, listen to me close, right? Because this is a big detail here. If we have four players on the white team, I might give one player a red, a blue, uh, orange, and a black, just as an example. And then on the other team, I would give a player, a, a red, a blue, an orange, and a black, okay? So each team has one player on it that's wearing an orange wristband, one on it with a red wristband, one with a blue wristband, one with a black wristband, and I'll give those based on who I think a kid should match up with. And so as the game's being played, I'll tell kids, find your color, find your color. And so if the kid in the white jersey with an orange wristband is guarding a kid in a black jersey with a black wristband, that's not his or her matchup. So I say, hey, find your color, find your color. They'll look at their wrist, see what color they are, and then go and guard the kid who has that wristband. It has been extremely beneficial in helping us teach our kids that there's somebody that they're responsible for in man-to-man -man defense. And we get these uh, little wristbands pretty cheap. They're like, I don't know what the breakdown is. It's like a quarter to 30 cents a wristband. And so I have 300 wristbands. Every kid will leave with their wristband. They can keep it. The next week they'll come back. We'll give them a brand new wristband. So we don't have to worry about who brought their wristband back and all that stuff. They can just keep them. And by the end, hey, they got six different wristbands. They can collect them. They think it's cool too. Some kids will walk into the gym and they'll have like five wristbands and say, hey, we we got to take, I'm, I'm, you're repping, you're repping, but we got to take some of those wristbands off, right? We're just going to wear one today. Um, so that's a big one. 
maybe one of the biggest changes we made as we finished out our youth basketball program last year was this. And I think it is huge. We were talking with uh, Coach Troshak, Coach Arnold, and we were talking about implementing, you know, some three on three into their youth basketball programs. And we kind of stumbled upon putting a coach into the game. And so here's what I mean. When you're playing three on three, especially traditional three on three, think of how much time is spent checking. Kids has to go back up, ball went out of bounds. They walk it all the way up to the top of the key. They check the basketball. Ball goes in, somebody makes a shot. You walk it up to the top and you check it. And it slows the game down. It slows the game down. I want the game to be fast. I want the game to be to be fast. And so what we've done is insert a coach at the top of the key. The coach is the check person, essentially. So if the white team scores, the black team would get the ball out of bounds. And instead of checking the ball, they outlet the pass to the coach at the top of the key. The coach can immediately throw the basketball in to whoever's on that black team. And then they begin their game three on three. The coach can't shoot, dribble, do anything like that. But they enter, they receive the outlet pass, and then they enter it. If it's a miss, defensive rebound, they outlet it to the coach. Coach throws the basketball into the team that's on offense, and then they play. Ball goes out of bounds. It's outlet to the coach. Coach throws the basketball in, and the game's played. If it's a foul, same thing, right? Here's a couple reasons why this has been a huge benefit. One, as we talked about, it, it speeds the game up, right? Because you don't have to worry about the kids checking it and to they're working on making that quick outlet pass, teaching them to do that is very beneficial as well. But as you know, kids will start to freeze each other out, right? Every age, every level, there'll be a player on a certain team that they don't want to pass the ball. So now that we have a coach involved in the game, the coach makes sure that everybody's getting a touch. Right? The coach can make sure everybody's getting a touch, even though we're we're reinforced to the kid, hey, share, share the ball be a good teammate. The coach makes sure everybody gets a touch. That's uh, huge. And then secondly, the coach, because they're generally taller, have an understanding of the game, nobody's guarding them. The coach is able to throw passes in that are a little more likely to put a kid in a position to score, which is what we want. We want kids to score. We want them to have fun. We want them to score. There are youth basketball games it's hard. It's like two to zero after five or six minutes. Right. So having that coach in involved in the game and able to make that pass that helps kids get into scoring positions already, whether it's coach passes, a kid takes a shot or that they're put in a good position to you know pass it back to others is a great way to increase scoring within your game. And, uh, you know, it just can be super beneficial right there. OK. Last thing that I'll mention. When we get into our games, we get into our game. We don't immediately get into our games. We have a little half hour practice first. We do some review. We work on some skills. We answer any questions. We give some reminders of how the, the rules work with our three on three league. And then we get into our game. So if we had an hour, we'd have a, a little 20, 25 minute practice. We would make sure they understand their teams. You know, a little coach, go to your coach, you know, make sure everybody knows each other's names, sharing the ball, get an idea of what we want to do. 
And then from there, in that next half hour, we'll play two games, right? We'll play two real quick games. So we may play a 14-minute game. We'll play for seven minutes. We'll have a, a little timeout or halftime. And then we'll play another seven minutes. That's a game. And then we'll take a quick break. We may even switch the teams. Just push a couple players here, a couple players there. And then we'll play another game. And if we're running low on time, we'll go six-minute halves instead of a seven-minute half. And that's what our youth basketball league would look like. So if it's six weeks, six game days, they're playing 12 games, right? Two games. And so, again, we want to increase the likelihood of kids having success. If, uh, yes, players are going to come to a game, they're going to lose both games. But the majority of our players are going to come in and they're going to win at least one game compared to if we had one game every single week, half that group is leaving, having lost that game. All right, so I'm, I'm increasing the likelihood in my mind that kids are going to feel winning. I'm also increasing the likelihood if you got a good player that somebody's going to feel what losing looks like, but I, I think it also has great value because we need to learn how to handle success. We need to learn how to handle failure at a young age. I think that's something that we can do uh, as parents and as, as youth basketball coaches, being able to teach those things. And then lastly, we talk. We talk. I asked players, you know, what's something that someone else did well today? And, and young kids, it's just a beautiful, heartwarming thing. When you see, you know, an eight or nine-year-old show some love to another eight or nine-year-old because they were aggressive on defense. They did a good job passing the basketball. And they compliment them and say, man, they, they made a lot of shots today. You know, it's just, it warms you inside. Those kids love it. And at least with the groups that, that we fostered, that's something that they love. They will go on and on and on once we, we get them rolling of complimenting and saying good things to one another. And as much as I'd like to keep rolling with it, a lot of times I would say, okay, okay, we only have time for, for one more compliment today because we, you know, our time is up. We have to get going. All right. And so that's a, that's a beautiful thing that when we, we bring it in, we emphasize showing some love and encouragement to one another. We need more of that at the youth basketball level. I mean, if you've seen one of the viral videos going on from overtime, uh, the social media platform of these little kids running around belittling and teasing one another. And there, unfortunately, there's certain social media that are gassing this up, promoting it. Obviously, for the kids to behave that way, they're seeing it promoted from coaches and parents, which is an awful shame. Well, we need to combat that, right? We are combating it in our youth basketball program, 100%. We will not tolerate little kids belittling another kid. We will not tolerate a player belittling another player. That is something we will stop. We will address. We'll talk about it individually. We'll talk about it as a large group, we will remind kids of it. We talk about it to the parents, to the coaches, any which way we can go about addressing the fact that bullying, negative comments is not something we are going to promote. It's not something that we are going to tolerate. 
at the youth basketball level, I think that's setting our kids up for success. So yes, we talk so much about what it looks like to be a great teammate. We have our, our compliment circle at the end, but we also talk about, Hey, when, when a kid does say something negative to somebody else, we address that as well. Right. And we don't shy away from those conversations because I think they're healthy. I think they're healthy conversations, something we need to address more often at the youth basketball level. This comes back. It's our responsibility. One is parents, right? If you see your child misbehaving and, and belittling somebody else, we got to have that conversation. If they are the one being bullied during a game, right? And they feel bad. It's important for us also to, to have that conversation of, of, of handling some of that. And then as coaches, we want to make sure that we are setting a example for how our kids go about their day, how they behave, how they treat one another, how they're a great teammate, how they communicate, right? Trying to lift each other up instead of push one another down. Being a lifter, right? Instead of being able to push people down, that's one of the best things that we can do as people, as parents, as basketball coaches, especially at the youth basketball level, because they're, they're I mean, they're like soft clay at that point. They are so impressionable at that age. We have to make a positive difference. This is my mission. This is my mission. Like I'm full-time in player development. This is my 10th year being full-time in player development. It has never been my dream to work with pro players. We work with a few, but that's not really what, what pays the bills, right? I, I feel like it's my mission to work with high school, junior high, and the youth level and the coaches and parents involved at those levels to help not only increase their basketball skills, but build them up as people so that they can be positive, contributing members of society. This is my God's calling to do that. Okay. And, and that's something that will shine through in our youth basketball program. And that's something that we're, we're really proud of. And we're happy that um, the coaches that we have that support us, the parents that we have, that support us. And oh, the last thing that I'll mention. I I do it for free. I run this this basketball program for free. We charge to to pay the bills, any extra money we have, we give that, give that back to the church. And so as much as I'm saying, hey, this is what I do full time, this is something that like when I say this is something I'm strongly feel about, I mean it because I put a lot of time and effort and energy to it. And I don't take any money from it, just like you as a varsity basketball coach are helping to build your youth basketball program. And you're not getting paid for that, right? But it's important. It's not just important for you to build that program so those kids can be successful for you later on when they're playing varsity basketball. But it's even more important that you're setting a positive example for how they can go about their lives moving forward. That's your mission. Thank you for listening to the Coach's Edge podcast. If you have any questions about a youth basketball league, please let me know. I'd love to talk some shop about what a good youth basketball league looks like. Anything that you really do that works, please let me know because I want to get better too. Thanks for listening. Get after it today.